As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. off track with Hinch and Ross. All right, guys, here we are. It is done. 100 Days to Indie finale has just happened. You just watched it or else why are you listening to this show? Go back and watch it. Uh, as always, we are joined uh, by Jenna, who has her opinions. Um, but then we also have a special guest today. So uh, welcome right into the show. Thanks for having me. So uh, let's start off, first of all, by telling us a little bit about yourself and the part you played in making 100 Days Indie happen. Sure. So my role is uh, I run development for Vice Television. Um, and so this, you know, this came, this started back almost a year ago. Back in July, um, we had heard that the CW was perhaps coming under new ownership. We heard that the new owner was a fan of the Indy 500. Um, and so we're like, oh gosh, there's an opportunity here. And I've always been a huge fan of hard knocks. Um, as a football fan, I love the in-season aspect because I felt like you actually got to learn some things. And then when I, I it made me watch preseason football, you know what I mean? I never would watch preseason football, but watching hard knocks, you're like, oh, let's see if, you know, this rookie quarterback's going to get his shine. Let's see if it happens or whatever. And so from the jump, that was always the the sell is like we want to sell these guys an in-season um doc series and and for year one let's just push it towards the 500 right we've got this we've got this giant piece of american sports heritage and culture to play with it's something that millions of people watch every year so if we could at least year one say hey listen get ready for the 500 by learning about the drivers and the teams and the people who make that race great then hopefully we can get people invested in the league kind of in a bigger picture. And so then, yeah, hopefully, you know, from here on out, we can maybe grow it, you know, whereas next year we might be able to go a little bit more. Um, you know, those will be decisions made by the league and the network, but, but that was the plan from the jump. And so my, my job in the beginning was to come up with the plan and then to sell Indy on it of like, Hey, here's sort of my vision, my creative vision for this. Um, and then, you know, really, the, the hardest part where I just, to be honest, got super lucky was putting this team together. Um, you know, Pat was on early. Um, we had worked with him at Vice in the past. And then we brought on Adam Marinelli to be our showrunner with Pat. And, and from there, they built out an amazing team that, again, when I'm creating this, I have an idea of what it's going to take. But I'm not really thinking about, hmm, every car has two cameras and three channels of audio. Like, all the footage that they would just get dumped on them post-race. I'm like, okay, yeah, no, turn this around in like a week, week and a half. And I knew it was possible. I just didn't have any sense of how difficult it was going to be. So I'm very, very grateful to that team for kind of taking the vision and delivering on it tenfold. Well, I have to say that, so I am admittedly fairly hard to impress. 
and I thought I thought what? it was it was an amazing kind of display of our sport. Obviously, you touched on the challenges of the turnaround time, how much footage you are actually getting, how many characters there are throughout the paddock. So a very difficult task, obviously. And I thought you guys did a very good job. You know, it it's um, it's a hard story to tell because the relatability that we've all talked about in motorsports doesn't really exist as it does with ball sports. Um, and this showed a glimpse of a very human out. I mean, to the point where this last episode, I was emotional. I, I knew what happened. I, I obviously, um, was there for, for the, the heartbreak of Graham was involved kind of in witnessing what happened with, with Catherine and Stefan. And then obviously, what Joseph accomplished and still watching the episode back, you, you displayed it in a very, very um, appropriate, but then entertaining way. And I just thought it was awesome. So hats off to you guys. I think that we're very fortunate to, to have found you as you were fortunate to find Pat and, and, and others, you know, we were fortunate to find a partner who believed in the series and, and obviously understood the magnitude of the race and, and uh, just wanted to give my two cents of, of appreciation for it. Yeah, no, thank you. And and I think a lot of it, it has to do with the fact of like, all of us came into this really new, right? And so we didn't have any sort of agenda. We didn't come in as like, oh, we're a fan of this, or we know about this. And we were totally eyes wide open and really sort of reacting in real time and, and sort of responding to what we thought was fascinating. Um, and I think, you know, there is a little bit of the audience perspective in that curiosity as well. And so I think that allowed us to sort of follow little things and just out of curiosities. Um, because again, to us, we were brand new to this. And so what kind of stuck out to us, we're like, okay, that's probably worth, you know, telling that story. So from my perspective, I'm not, you know, like a diehard indie fan, you know, I'm friends with Alex, I would follow along here and there. So they kind of big Graham Ray Hall girl, big, you know, big Graham Ray Hall fan, actually how I got, you know, involved, I did go to the 2015 indie race. Um, but from my perspective, I feel like you guys did a really, really good job of of storytelling and kind of capturing also my attention span because I feel like when I watched that first episode, I was hooked. You know, I was learning more about the race. I was learning about the people. And I also do a lot of video editing and, you know, I do a lot of content creation myself. So the amount of content that you guys had, I was impressed with how well you did tell the story. So I, I shout out to your editors because that's a that's a tough job. But yeah, you know, I, I learned, you know, not only so much about the sport, but about the people. And I just I really do think that you guys did an incredible job. And I'm I mean, I'm ready for more, you know, that you guys ended it with 365 days to Indy. And I'm like, man, that's a long time. But It'll be here before we know it. So definitely curious to see uh, what else is going to happen, if anything. I hope so. From a storytelling standpoint, were you guys disappointed that when Joseph won, he left his shirt on? Because <laughs> like the continuity of the first episode, that probably would have played. It would have been like a full circle thing. Right, yeah, right. There, are, there are some full circle things, right, that you, that you wish. Um, yeah, no, it was, I mean... Uh, I'll say we had the, the racing gods were kind to us in the fact of, yes, the first person we focus on who happens to look like Captain America, who happens to be married to a Disney, like when I heard <laughs> that he was married to a Disney princess. So I'm, you know, we're getting cuts in and as, inter as interviews are happening and, you know, it's one day I'm getting a, you know, Roger Penske walking around his car collection the next day, I'm Joseph. So you never know what kind of footage you're going to be looking at. And I remember I'm sitting on my couch and I'm watching this interview and it's like, 
Oh, we met at Disney. She was a princess. I grabbed my wife and I'm just like, you are not going to believe. I mean, that's just the sort of thing where like, okay. And so when that happens, you know, you're like, okay, that's like what you would script. Um, So we'll lean into that. And then to have that driver, to have Joseph not only win a race before and then come back and win the 500, like that's just us getting lucky um, for sure. So the um, last because, red flag was a plant. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It would be amazing. I wish. I wish that there was some like, yeah, that I could control all that stuff. But no, and and I would say to to the relatability, Jenna, that you were talking to, I think, you know, hats off to Inch. You were huge in that. And and there are a lot of people that, you know, we talk to. And I remember we had an early dinner at Thermal, and there was just your ability to sort of break down what's happening and understand the race speak and spit, spit it out in like efficient, here's five words that take this full of minutia thing and really boil it down. It's essential. Um, and then, and then it's just getting the trust of the drivers and really letting the guys understand, like, you know, to quote the bachelor, we're in it for the right reasons. Um, <laughs> you know, we're, we're not out here to like make anyone look like an idiot or, or to cause any drama. Or to, we're literally here just capturing what we see and being curious and asking some questions and, you know, the willingness to be like, Hey, come wakeboarding with us. Come, you know, lobster fishing with us, come on a plane ride with me, uh, which I'm not sure insurance we were legally allowed to do, but uh, whatever that might've happened. Uh, but yeah, the, the drivers, I think being willing to participate also helped us a tremendous amount. Out of curiosity, was there any point, um, in any of the content that you captured after you captured it, did it draw, you don't have to say names, but did a driver like text you and be like, actually, please don't use that. (laughs) What I said here, or was it pretty much? No, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, and and again, I can't speak for, you know, Keith and and Pat and Adam and, and some of the guys who might've gotten those messages as well, but no, not to my, you know, we're, we're pretty, you know, sensitive to those sorts of things. I think in the beginning, uh, especially with some of the engineers and things, there was a little sensitivity of like, okay. And and we had to tell them like, no one, we're not into like how you're adjusting your struts or I don't even know the terminology to pretend to know what they're talking about. Like, we're not into that. Like we're literally just want to show like you guys, big picture what you're talking about and that you look at computers and analyze data. Like we're not into trading secrets. And so, you know, there was a little bit of that in the beginning of like, okay, what are you guys going to, but I think over time that trust grew. Um, and then for us, it's learning, you know, you guys are doing a job. You're obviously hyper competitive. So if like, if a dude just came off of a bad practice run, a camera in his face, isn't probably the way he wants to be greeted. So like, you know, hang back a little bit in those moments and, and let that frustration happen. So I, I remember that dinner in thermal. And so it was, you know, the open test, you guys had all just seen your first day of Indy cars on track. And we sat there at dinner and I was so happy to see how impressed you guys were with the spectacle of Indy cars on track with all the teams, all the people, all the technology, like everything was sort of, it was all very new to you, obviously. And I remember sitting there thinking to myself, I'm like, man, that was the most dull, boring day at a racetrack I've ever experienced. If you guys are into this, you're going to love what we got coming up. <laughs> and so I'm like, I'm just, I'm curious for you, like your evolution throughout this, starting at thermal, peaking at the 500, like, was it this 
steady state, like exponentially improving every time or like what, and what did was it, kind and of the did biggest it live moment? up to the hype? Was yeah. What you would expect or what you were told well, it was going to be. Yeah. So let me, let me start. Well, I'll, I'll start in the beginning. So yeah, the, because I think what you're reacting to, and again, something that you, you guys, you know, don't even think twice about, but like that sound and that feeling you get is so real and visceral, right? When you are next to a car being revved up on pit road, that's about ready to take off or when it takes off, that is a feeling that is really unique, like really, really unique. And so I think that is something initially we're like, whoa, that's, that, that, that felt cool. Um, and, and just all the, the spectacle of it all, right? Like y'all roll in with all these semi trucks that just park and like, you know, the Penske display of it all where the wrenches are all laid out just right. And you're just like, Oh my God, this is next level. Like there is not a speck of dust like to be found in this garage. And so I think initially you're taken into the spectacle. I think then, you know, you go down to St. Pete, St. Pete was an amazing sort of drama filled first race. And so I think that was also, we were spoiled in that, in that, in that our first sort of on track when it's really happening, you know, we see, we see what happens between Scotty Mack and Roman and like the way Marcus comes in. And so like, there was just a lot to that, that delivered. Um, and then coming up to the 500, I mean, people would talk about it and, and it is just the size of it is just what you can't, you just can't, I'm not even going to try with words. It's just, it's just bigger than anything you've ever been to, unless you've been to that. It's, it's just bigger. I, and, and very few things I feel are like that. A lot of times you go to things and you're like, Oh, I, you know, I thought Times Square would be bigger. I thought this would be bigger. I thought that, you know, um, Eiffel Tower is not that impressive. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) But, uh, but that was one you of those things. Mona Lisa, it's, it's like that. It's <laughs> tiny. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. My point exactly. And and so I think, and, and the, the thing too, and, and I give credit from the top on down, it's this large gathering of people, but like everybody is on the same like end game, right? Like every, we're here to have fun in like a respectful, safe way. And like, we get that this is like a, a privilege that we have this. And we get to have a lot of fun with it, but like, there's a line, let's not cross that line. And that, that to me is man, so cool and sacred is when you can allow fun to happen and not over police it and, 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 you know, allow people to bring in a beer if they want to bring in a beer or whatever, uh, and, and have the people sort of self, you know, respect that, uh, privilege and, and just make the most of it is awesome to see. Unless you're in the surprised. Snake Oh, <laughs> I was surprised to hear that what 350,000 people at the Indy 500. Yeah. Like, that's a lot of people. And I've well, I mean, before. and that's I, the I, thing is, and, and I think, you know, Letterman said it best in the finale. You look to your right. It's a wallpaper of people. You look to your left. It's a wallpaper of people. It's just, I mean, it's the, the track itself is so massive that it facilitates that. Um, and the other thing that I thought really hit me, was I, I feel like as the world has become more global and, and everything becomes more shared, I feel like Indiana holds on to this tighter and tighter every year, right? Like they have more pride in it every year because this is theirs, right? So few things in this world are, are very often the, the possessor or, or the birth of, or the, I don't know what the word is, but like sort of the uh, possession of a, such a small town, you know, and they get to, there's a real pride 
that they get in, in this sort of hosting this global event that is evident and real and also super cool. Yeah, there's an ownership that they take to it for sure. Um, As the so, resident Hoosier here, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, I mean, obviously, you know, Alex sort of touched on it. You sort of touched on it. The, the challenges of doing a show like this are you don't know what's going to happen. And so you don't know who to follow. You kind of have to take this shotgun approach, right, of just, all right, we think these eight people are going to be a story at some point in the first six races. So let's just go with that and see how it how it shakes out. Um, and then you use some of it. I'm sure there's like obviously so much that just ends up on the cutting room floor and we'll never see the light of day. And then you have the added struggle compared to like a drive to survive or a full swing of the turnaround time being so incredibly quick. So having done it for a year and knock on wood, fingers crossed, we had a second season. What have you learned? What strategies do you think you would apply differently in, in how you go about this next year? Yeah. I mean, I don't think a ton changes because at the end of the day, like the timing is such that you do have to ride with certain stories, right? Like there's certain things you're just going to commit to. Like we knew we wanted to tell uh Stephen Wilson's story, right? The fact that he was going to race in the 500 and uh, you know, specifically racing for his brother. We knew that was a story we wanted to tell. Um, we knew we wanted to tell the story of Will Power and his wife. Um, and so there are certain stories that you know that you're going to tell. It's just a matter of then, okay, where can they fit in based on what happens in real time? I think the one thing that we recognized right away, and we were actually talking about this yesterday, is that going in this year, we didn't think that there would be enough in between the Grand Prix and the 500 to carry an episode. That's why last week there wasn't an episode and this week, you know, will be the finale. And I think we realized, I mean, granted, this year was probably an exception with all the drama that happened with Graham and all of that, but there's plenty, whether it's the resolution and people getting ready for the 500 or some of those other stories. So I think that's something that we learned is that we can definitely probably change the cadence of, of the episodes and what they cover a little bit. Um, other than that, though, I mean, it is it is what it is. You just kind of got to keep your eyes and ears open and, and you're reacting to things in real time. So as guys start winning or, you know, things start happening, you're 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 paying them more attention. Um, but, you know, in season two, I think the cool thing is there's so many more characters we could dive into where, you know, now you don't need to know as much about Joseph. You don't need to have that deep dive. You could do that deep dive on someone like Santino, who's like this young up and comer who almost came out of nowhere and stole the 500, you know? Um, so I think Connor will love look, that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Me but, too. But I'm saying, yeah. But, but what I'm saying is like, there are, there are a lot of opportunities. Like we had a great scene we shot with the guys the week before golfing. And again, it's one of those things like the 500 track is so big that there is a golf course inside of it. And it was just this fun moment of levity of like, Hey, here are two guys who are about to duke it out in the most competitive race of their lives. But like, there's still a perspective there that they're able to like relax together, have a, you know, play a little golf. And so there's all sorts of moments like that, that we both shot and, and things we'd want to do more of. Um, but I don't think a ton, a ton would change. Maybe, maybe hire a couple more editors. Maybe you want to cover <laughs> some of the ancillary people, like the people that produce podcasts around the show or things like that. Yeah, no, no I think, I think Brian that's Simpson what, to be involved. Yeah. A lot more <laughs> 
comments are more of the people who cover the making of the show in the yes. show. They're yeah. very meta. That is, you know, um, yeah. <laughs> get a postmodern element to the show. Yeah. You know? I want to know what happens to the cars once they're in an accident. Where do they go? How do you fix them? What's the process? Well, that's that was another thing that oh. was kind of crazy <laughs> to me at St. Pete was, you know, after after the the winner's circle and everyone's kind of like back in their their garages or whatever, I just see this pickup show up with just all these car parts and it's just like yeah. flipping these out. And I was just like, so much time and money and thought went into every little square inch. And this guy just like tossing around like, oh, here's a wing. Here's a part of this. Here's some of that. And I was just like, that's so... To me, it was like, that's the kind of moment that you just don't think about. But to your point, it's just like, what happens there? You know? Yeah, maybe um, don't show that then if you throw it away. <laughs> I, I don't doubt they get, I mean. I'll guarantee a fan found it and took it. Something, right? Get sold for space age materials on eBay? I don't know. Well, uh, thanks for coming on. Thanks for the show. I was just thinking the other day, like, I, lit- I, got, I got goosebumps watching Joseph win on 100 Days. I was there and I didn't get goosebumps. I was there yeah. and I was like, yeah, that sucks for Alex. And then I'm watching it 100 days. I'm like, oh my God. No, like, <laughs> I rewatched the race on NBC. It was like, yeah, cool. Good for him, whatever. And then just watching it this morning, it was like exactly the same thing. So the, <laughs> the emotional if, connection if, was there. If I could, yeah, just Chris Neitz, uh, Brad Bulkwalter, Tom Davidson, and Willie Patton. Those four guys put that thing together is nothing short of a miracle. And like for me, the moment, and, um was just the the way they cut together the radio calls during that last red flag like to me watching that i was like oh my god that is that's exactly what you want to do with this opportunity right is like we've got all this radio chatter there's so much tension you've got one goal and and so many people approaching it with different strategies and we were able just to communicate that drama and that tension so well by just shutting up and listening to the radio calls and like I remember the first time watching that in the cut and it was just like, that is, oh, it was gold. And so um, I can, I can only congratulate the team for the job well done. Yeah. Massive effort all around um, from everyone involved. So Brian, Terry, thank you much uh, for, uh, for joining us today. Thank you for everything you did to make the show happen. We are awaiting the press release to hear about season two being greenlit and uh, we absolutely can't wait. So Again, thanks for everything that you did. Thanks for joining us today. And hopefully we'll see you in Thermal in January. <laughs> no, thank, thank you guys. And, and again, really appreciate the support. And, and James, you are a huge part of, of helping tell the story. And, and we were very, very appreciative of that. He's so, fine. Uh, thank he's you. He's fine. Right. No, no, I get he's it. No, I get he's it. no Will Buxton. <laughs> no, for sure. For sure. I get it. But no, but no, to, to be honest, like he, you and your family were all very welcoming to us on the track and always kind of like, you know, and we're the kind of lost boys out there being like, hey, man, how's it going? Cool. You guys good? Whatever. So very, very appreciative of that. Oh, <laughs> all love, guys. It's you all just ruined. Thank you. Thank you, Brian. You just ruined You just ruined Alex's day and complimented me. So it's like a it's a double win for me. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, it's listen, it's it, I don't get I don't get mean and ornery to like one. So as long as it's in the morning, you're going to get nothing but love. Awesome. All right, man. Thank you so much for everything. Appreciate you. Yeah, be well. Take care. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. 
the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. So, guys, Brian Terry, uh, that was the, the behind-the-scenes insight on it. But let's let's dive into the show. So we know that Alex got goosebumps. We know that Tim got goosebumps. Jenna, what did you think of episode six? She's like, I fell asleep. I did not fall. Well, I was watching last night and did finish this morning. But, um, no, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> nice. uh, no, okay. Well, so I actually did watch the race. So I did know what, ha- I, you know, I knew what happened, although I did watch it with my niece who's three and a half and her attention span is worse than mine. So I did miss a few, a few parts of it. Um, but no, I, you know, I think it was interesting going back and seeing, you know, like all of the, you know, the qualifying and all of the things that happened, you know, with Catherine and with Steph and obviously, uh, all of the, the, uh, the, the Graham drama, that was like a roller coaster, which, you know, that was I, okay. I did feel very bad because it's like, oh, you know, he was, you know, he was out and then he's back. And then he also, they didn't show it, I think, but didn't he, something happened to the, at the, I was, beginning, I was right? just, yeah. just going to say, they didn't even have a chance to say that, like, in the roller coaster that was his, like, week, he also, like, basically didn't start the race until two laps into it. Yeah. I was surprised they didn't say that because I feel like that would have been the extra, like, cherry on top, like, by the way, you uh, kind of got screwed again. Um, but no, I mean, watching like the final moments of the race again on the series was like, oh man, like I know what I know what's going to happen, but this is still like so exciting. And you know, Erickson, he would have had what the back to back win, right? Has that ever happened yeah. before? It has. It has. Been out oh. for a while. Two thousand and one two was the last time it was done. Gotcha. Um, right. Yeah, but I re- I enjoyed it. It was pretty. It was pretty great. Yeah, I mean, I I uh, I I think. How do I say this? I think that that episode would be everything that you could hope for in terms of getting people wanting to see another season, right? Because it was it was everything that was promised throughout the entire lead up and all of the comments and discussions of like how awesome and how much this means and and how stressful and difficult and and everything. Like from <clears throat> from the beginning all the way to the end of the month of May, like it lived up to what we said it was going to be. And so I think that as, as Brian said, kind of the racing gods shine down on the show in a way, because it, it all delivered in, in a really amazing and incredible way. And they were very lucky that all of their storylines, like, yes, it makes sense to follow Steph and and everything that he had with Justin, but like, honestly, he wasn't 
he wasn't going to be a guy that was going to win the race, right? <clears throat> but then this very unfortunate thing happens to him, and they just the previous episode, it was kind of his yeah. journey and his story of getting there for this one race, and then he doesn't make the race because he gets hurt, and it's just like, man. It was, it was him and Kat, and right. then that, you know, yeah. Wild. Absolutely wild. Yes, yeah, it, it does sound scripted. You got, like, the, the Captain America Disney princess marrying guy with 14 abs win the race. You have that story, and, you know, the, you know, all... Yeah, it was it was I was actually the one thing I meant to ask him was if Joseph Sabs were going to get a spinoff. I, I thought I heard a rumblings of that. I would watch. Uh, that. I would watch. Simple, that yeah, yeah, yeah. You would you would pay your five ninety nine for the you know CW app to do that. Just kidding. It's free. You can download it and rewatch the entire season. Um, so I loved his point though about the radio transmissions, and so like you know on the broadcast yeah, we get some captions. of those. Well, a that I finally had the captions. Yes, but b like so much more made it in the episode than made it on the broadcast. So there's even things that if you watched the race, you got so much more of that insider's view. And, you know, like Jenna, like for you, you know, Alex and I, we gave an understanding of the kind of communication that's back and forth between the driver and, and the crews and moments like that. But was that kind of a surprise to you? Or like, what did you think when you heard them sort of talking back and forth through that, the, all those red flags at the end? Yeah, I mean, I guess it makes sense because it's like as the driver, you only, you know, can see what you see and you only know so much. <clears throat> so it makes sense, you know, to be hearing from, you know, other people who are going to be telling you what's going on. I guess I never really thought about it, though. So seeing that outside perspective was definitely interesting. I was also thinking like, man, I would not be able to concentrate in there. There'd be too many people talking to me. I would not do well. So shout out to you guys because my brain couldn't handle all that. I think we're just used to having voices in our heads anyway. So yes, it's not really fair. <laughs> Doesn't mostly, everybody have that? It's mostly hatred and the, the stain towards yourself. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I have those. I just don't have you know, other, peop other people hating me. dark this morning. Dana <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just calls that the comment section. <laughs> yeah. yeah, fair. It comes Story with in my life. No. Um, Try being a I, woman online. It's great. Uh, yeah, it sounds exhausting. Good point. Um, one thing that I, I think is worth mentioning and I don't know if you guys had the same reaction, but just to end it with the 365 days till Indy, it was just like, F that's perfect. Cause that is, I, I, I don't know, at least talking with like Marco and, and a couple other people that have been around for a little longer, like that is the mentality. You're, yeah. you're done with the race next year. Yep. <laughs> James, whatever you said, I don't remember. I wanted to write it down. Whatever you said was like perfect. It was just so okay, good and talented go. and wonderful and great. <laughs> and wow. I really like the shot of you with the racetrack in the background. It was nice and clean. Let well, me be nice yes. to him. He did a good job. <laughs> Thank you, Jenna. Alex, not not appreciating my contributions to the sport. Big uh, no, word guy. Big mouth. Big guy. word guy. Big reader. Talk about F1 and all of your opportunities. <laughs> <laughs> I did. They just cut it. I don't know why. Right, I didn't right, right. <laughs> you think this three, is cool? Three, <laughs> three quarters of every interview is just me waxing poetic about F one. No, um, no, yeah. I think I think I I forget what the why was, but it was just something like, yeah, this like this is indie. Like this is what's so cool about indie car racing, right? Is we didn't script this, and look how cool the story is. And this is just this is what we do. This is what this sport's all about. And yeah, I mean, I, I love the the 365 days popping up because it just it already got you amped for next year, which is awesome. It was, it was obviously this episode was a bit different because there was a lot less of the like personalities off track, right? They were having to tell the story of all the on track stuff. 
And, you know, Brian made the comment. He's like, they weren't sure there was going to be enough to get an episode in between the GP and the race or whatever, which the way the timing works is true, but then it sucks to have to jam, in my opinion, to jam all the drama of qualifying weekend and then all the drama of the race into one episode. It would have been awesome if we could have split that up. I was thinking um, that too, and that's not on them. That's that's no, no, CW, that's scheduling, that's everything. But man, that would have been sure. great if it was twice as long or two episodes. Yeah, because I, because you know, I, I think you know, Jenna, we've had this conversation, right? Like learning about the people off track is such a huge part of the draw, right? Like, like you said, you watch the race. People hopefully watch the race live, so you know the outcome. Seeing it back the way they did it, obviously, is still very exciting, as we all learned. Uh, but what makes the show cool is learning more about the people behind the sport. And we got less of that this time because there was so much racing to talk about. True. But I felt like I knew enough about at least, you know, all of the people. So I was like, okay, you were, I, you were invested. Name, so it was fine. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I've, I've heard that name, you know, I've, I've seen you like the face to the name matches. It was, uh, probably 85% more knowledge than I knew, uh, you know, what month ago, two months ago, whatever, whenever we started this. So, um, yeah, I feel like they did a, a, a good job. And it's like, that's the thing too. If you tell too much about too many people then it's like, when do you lose interest? Like, when is it too long? Um, I feel like their 42 minute mark is like the perfect, the perfect amount of time. Yeah. I mean, we got at the start of this, you know, you, you, you weren't watching indie car races and now you watched an Indy 500 with your niece. So I was just refreshing my, uh, my web browser to see how you were doing. I'm like, Ooh, thanks. Or oh. yay, you know. Mm. Yeah, more, more <laughs> ooh than yay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, that was, that... it was pretty yay. I mean, it was yayish. Uh, I mean, all right, well, yeah, you know, it was yay adjacent. Yay adjacent. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Well, That's, that should be a new shirt. I'll get on that. <laughs> one one final question for you, Jenna, uh, as we wrap up this fun little experiment with Hundred Days to Indy. You've now watched the season. I would consider you now an IndyCar fan, certainly to a higher degree than you were beforehand. But for season two, what would you want to see different? What would you want to see more of? What would you want to see less of? Now knowing what you know. Um, Or did they nail it? I mean, you can say nothing. You could just say, do it all again. No, I mean, I, I do think they did a very, very good job. But at the same time, how many stories can you tell about the same people over and over again? So, you know, maybe expanding on, you know, like the little moments with like, you know, like Alex, you were with your teammates, like stuff like that, I think is really cool to see. But no, I was like thinking like behind the scenes, like what happens? Like, I kind of want to know what happens, uh, like when there's an accident or like more about, you know, what happens behind the scenes to make this all work. Like that's where I'm interested. Cause it's like, yeah, obviously you guys are racing, but there's so many people behind the scenes that make it happen, which you can't show too much. Cause then the competitors can be like, Oh, what are you doing? But I don't know. I just, I just want to know more about, you know, everything that kind of goes into it as so well, I think, just cause I that's think where I'm interested. You absolutely nailed that because we, we got the, the personal humanity stuff out of the way. You got the kind of highlights of the races that you could see on a broadcast and all that good. But like understanding the internal like kind of team dynamic, you know, people often forget or maybe don't even realize how much of a team sport motorsports is. You know, the the drivers, the forward facing athlete and presence and everything but ultimately you could be the best driver in the world and not have a team around you and have zero success right likewise you know you could be a great team without necessarily a driver and still have zero success so you have to have it's it's a unit of you know 12 to 20 people that are all contributing to it so i think 
that they definitely need, as you said, more of the behind the scenes, smaller detail stuff of like, you know, the driver's relationship with their engineer you know, the, the, the team manager and what he has to deal with, with dynamics in the team and, and managing the, the competitiveness and expectations and pressures. And like, let's look at Andretti Autosport and, you know, James, you touched on it. It's been feast or famine for them this year. I can't imagine I've been there. Can't imagine management and Michael is too happy about that. So let's see the, okay, this was a really good day. Let's see how the team reacts to that. This was a really bad day. Let's see how the team reacts to that. Yeah. It's almost like, it's almost like, a different like a different show concept almost that could be good is just in bed with one team for an entire season mm. and show that up and down show that dynamic show those different relationships how they're important teammates and then you say driver and engineer and team manager and crew and and owners and everybody and uh it's but it's it's funny because you brought up that point jen i was like what happens to the crash car that's a great question what happens you know you have an accident like what, what happens what does the driver do? They they come out of the car. Where do they go? How? What's the the process of going through the medical check? And like that's those are all great questions that like yeah we just take for granted because we know. So, um, so yeah, I guess some of the deep dive into some of that stuff could be could be a little interesting. Well, guys, it has been a blast. I hope everybody listening has enjoyed the insight. I've had people come up to me at the track and say they love this. Um, I had one person say that they loved this more than the show than off track. Um, I don't know. I don't know yeah, thank you so much. I get it now. <laughs> so, so out of curiosity, like, what show are we gonna like? Yeah, was, yeah reviewing <laughs> now. Is Walking Dead still on? We could, you know, Let's I do feel marvelous like Mrs. Maisel. Oh, dude, great <laughs> dude, show! I would, I would be down to restart that. I know it just ended, but yeah, yeah, so good. Uh, but yeah, because because of that um, little tidbit of information, we are happily announcing that Jenna will be taking over producing duties, and Tim is gone. Thanks. Uh, sorry, Tim. <laughs> no, wait, wait, if it's a bad job, sorry. I don't want it. I'm thrilled. <laughs> you just get to hang out with us for an hour bed. a week. Sounds fine. <laughs> On that note, we'll let Tim get back to bed, which really means take Hazel to school. And uh, thank you guys for all being a part of it. Thank you all for listening. And don't forget to tune in to Off Track next week. <laughs> this has been Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Off Track is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give us a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts. We're at Ask Off Track on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to follow us on Twitter individually, I'm at Hinchtown. He's Alexander Rossi. And if you want to follow Tim, though we have no idea why you would, he's at the Tim Durham on Twitter. Follow us on YouTube and subscribe to our channel for exclusive video content. Off Track is produced by Tim Durham, and by that we mean Tim. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.